You're listening to Southern Fried Sports with Travis Ryer on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Is Southern Fried Sports with Bama Online Senior Analyst Travis Ryer on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. again for Southern Fried Sports on your home for University of Alabama Athletics Tide 100.9 FM. Travis Ryer, Senior Analyst for BamaOnline.com, part of the 247sports.com network with you each and every weekday morning from 11 a.m. until noon. The show is always brought to you by Peter Brook Chocolatier out there at 1530 McFarland Boulevard North in the Indian Hills section of Tuscaloosa. Always a great place. If you need to offer up that special thank you to that special someone, they've got the thank you baskets right there at Peterbrook Chocolatier. Also, it's about to be teacher gift season, you know, and if you're the parent, you heard Pops on Friday show talking about the challenges of being a parent of a student like I was back in my day. Pops could have used some of those teacher gifts from Peterbrook Chocolatier to make sure I uh, to make sure I pass through to the next grade back in the day. But they've got those for you. Outstanding teacher gifts also at Peterbrook Chocolatier, 1530 McFarland Boulevard North. Joined on the program by the executive producer, producer of SFS, Jacob Harrison. And together we combine to form the 60 of the of sports talk radio. And I bet Jacob knows this. I bet Jacob's already poured over this baby. Mel Kuyper, Jacob Harrison with that latest two round mock there on ESPN.com. I know you've already poured over that baby this morning. I still got to dive into it a little bit more, but, uh, six crimson tide players in the, in the first round, seven in the top 40 picks and Najee Mm -hmm. Harris to the Steelers. I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing. Don't, Agree with the Miami trade up to four, though that made no sense. But but it's Mel Kiper; he can say what he wants. It's mail. It's mail. You got mail, and uh, it's interesting. It's interesting. We're going to get into it as we move throughout the program. We'll talk about Mel Kiper's latest mock and how it involves, as Jacob alluded to, six. What would be a record tying six first rounders? squeezing Christian Barmore in there at number 32 overall, I see here, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But we'll go through that. We'll check in with Mail and his latest mock there at ESPN.com. We'll also check in with you at 
800-889-9904. That is the Peter Brook Chocolatier Studio Line. If you'd like to jump on board with us, we got time for you here. We can make that happen. We got Brent Beard coming up in segment number two. Of course, we'll go around the Southeastern Conference with Brent, as we typically do on Tuesdays. Brent is bound for T-Town coming up. Brent's going to be in town for A-Day. So uh, he's making that trip up on Friday. But we'll get Brent's thoughts on, it's a big Saturday of spring games around the SEC. Alban going to have its version of A-Day. Arkansas, LSU, Georgia, Vanderbilt, Mississippi State. But only one, but only one will be on network television, or at least the cable anyway. And that will be the one emanating from right here at Bryant-Denny Stadium. Noon kickoff, you will have ESPN coverage of that affair on the cable. 205-342-9904. I'm still trying to recover from parents weekend, man. Talked about it yesterday. What a lightweight, man, as I've become in my advanced age. Couldn't do it. Couldn't back up a Friday night with a Saturday. Just awful. Just pathetic, pitiful. You're going to have some baseball in Tuscaloosa tonight. Should be perfect out at the show. A now surging Alabama baseball team welcoming the Sanford Bulldogs into the Sewell Thomas confines over there off Bryant Drive. That's 6 o'clock first pitch. Of course, Alabama will host Auburn Thursday through Saturday. Big softball weekend coming up as well. Alabama and Florida proposed an interesting scenario to the kid, Gary Harris, on his program in the previous half hour. You know, Skylar Wallace transferred out of Alabama to Florida. And Skylar, of course, is a world-class type talent. She's been involved with the USA softball, but has moved on, but hasn't been eligible this season. But we're anticipating this one-time transfer rule passage. Uh, coming here in the next couple of days, if it works out that way, let's say let's say Thursday they get passage of the one-time transfer rule. Is it effective immediately? Now there's the interconference you got to consider with that too. And we saw another league this morning, the AAC, go ahead and say, "Look, we're doing away with the uh, we're doing away with the interconference rule ourselves." So it's just a formality at this point. Does all this go down in time for Skylar Wallace to be eligible to play this weekend? Oh, that would be interesting, wouldn't it? Absolutely. 205-342-9904. Let's go there right now. Jeff is on hold on a Tuesday morning. Jeff, how are you doing? Good. I was doing pretty good, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm doing great, sir. I, I just wanted to ask you, I don't know how much you follow the state. I know you're, uh, I know you cover, I don't know how long you cover Alabama. I'm sure you've covered it a long time, but, uh, what do you think about uh, Jacksonville State chances in the playoffs? Of uh, Jacksonville State, yeah, Alabama. The, the, they, they won the uh, they won the OVC. They they get they gonna get the automatic bid to the FCS playoffs. They they won, oh, yeah. they won it, they won it this weekend. They beat uh, beat Murray State. They they finished they finished it. They finished it the championship of the, of the OVC. They're gonna they're yeah, gonna it's, been, it's been an interesting spring with the FCS competition and um. You know, swag football we've seen a lot of because of Deion Sanders over at Jackson State. You know, Jacksonville State traditionally has been a, a strong program. I don't know specifically enough about this particular Jacksonville State 
team to probably have that much of an informed opinion on, you know, where it goes from here. But I, I just know that, uh, gosh, going back to what Bill Burgess back in the day, um, had some, some really good teams at, at Jacksonville state. They've benefited from some transfers from the FBS level, but, uh, yeah, I, I I don't really know though. You know, if, yeah, if you I, want to get specific know. about this Jacksonville State team, I I've, I've been kind of focused on Alabama spring football. I know they're leaving the leaving the OVC for the Atlantic Sun. I know the Atlantic Sun getting into football. I don't know why they're doing. Uh-huh. It. I don't know why they're doing it, but uh, I don't know why they're why they're going back to the Atlantic Sun. I guess they like that conference better. I don't know, so I'm not sure why they why they did that. But uh, I know them and Eastern Kentucky leaving the uh, leaving the OVC. Admission fee and uh, the proceeds are going to the, the one of the scholarship foundation uh, uh, outlets at UA to to help uh, benefit student athletes at the university. So, um, you know, one form or fashion, it's going back into the to the university and in the university athletics. But um, yeah, there is a charge this year for a day. Yeah, I know, be, I know there'll be a big crowd there, so and everything with Auburn, Auburn having Auburn having theirs too. But uh, everything, what did you think about? Did you hear about uh, uh, Barker's comments about about doing Monday Night Football? You heard that? Whose comments? I'm sorry, Charles Barker wouldn't even do Monday Night. Oh football yeah, that time. he was offered a a job. I, I would love to see Charles. I'd, I'd watch Charles Barkley call cornhole. Okay. So yeah. if you want to put him on Monday night football or really just about anything else, I'd probably tune in to hear Charles. I don't know about you, Jeff. Well, one, one I'll just say this. I don't think it's like him and Kenny Smith on the NCAA tournament. I think they need to go back to NBA and do that. Yeah. So they don't know college basketball. But Charles, Charles Barkley's nickname is Charles. I never won a championship, Barkley. Because I was in the <laughs> They played the yeah, Charles, right. you know, Charles just missed it in Philly. He just kind of missed the Moses Malone, Dr. J run there in 83 yeah. or so. And, yeah, you're right. I agree, though, on the NCAA tournament coverage. I, I, I it's, it's not nearly as certainly as informative as what they do with the NBA. But, you know, yeah. those guys are entertaining. But, uh, you know, they just don't spend – they don't spend time on it. That's why I think with the draft coverage with the NFL where you know, ESPN has finally gotten it right to an extent at least is that they've incorporated a lot of their college football coverage talent like Herb Street, like Reese, guys like that, even in the basketball side of things to the draft uh, because they see these guys you know, for three yeah. or four years. Yeah. And so uh, I, I think that comes across well. Uh, when you when you let college guys talk about the draft, but maybe not so much pro guys uh, talk about the college game as much. Do, do, you, do you think Kentucky, there's NFL guys with a draft analyst, do you think Kentucky could have two first-round picks, that Davis, that linebacker, Davis and Joseph? I know they probably might not, but 
know Alabama's going to have a bunch of picks. So I know uh, I know Drew says that Mac Jones is going to be the next Joe Montana. So you better see <laughs> and Devontae and Devontae Smith is the greatest wide receiver in history. He's better than Jerry Rice, and John Stallworth, and Lynn Swan. So we all know that. And so I just wanted to ask your opinion on those two guys. You think they'll be a high draft pick? And I'll just hang up this time. Enjoy your show. Appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, thanks, Jeff. Yeah, Jamin Davis, the linebacker from from Kentucky. Mel Kiper in his latest two round, he has him going. He has Davis going twenty sixth overall to the Cleveland Browns. Davis is a freak, physical freak. And when you looked at this guy, kind of going into the draft process, you thought, ah, eh, maybe second, third round. But uh, he has surged, surged throughout the draft process. So I would say Davis right now. Maybe more momentum of the uh, Kentucky possibilities for the first round. Kelvin Joseph, though, um, oh, he's a corner from Kentucky. I thought he was impressive here in Tuscaloosa. Did some good stuff in man coverage, even against Devontae. Physical, uh, very confident corner. Mel Kuyper has Kelvin Joseph of Kentucky going number 40 overall in the second round. To the Denver Broncos. Thanks for the call, Jeff. When we come back, Brent Beard of College Sports Today and First Coast News. He'll join us on a Tuesday edition of Southern Fried Sports, presented by Peterbrook Chocolatier, right here on Tide 100.9 FM, right after this. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's a daily update on Bama sports, and it's brought to you by Dex Imaging, the official copier and printer provider for Alabama athletics. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. Alabama's 2020 college football playoff national championship team will be honored at the conclusion of the 2021 Golden Flake A-Day game that is scheduled for a noon kick on Saturday at Bryant-Denny Stadium. As soon as the game concludes, which is estimated to be around 2 p.m. Central, the 2020 CFP and SEC champions will be honored at midfield. Head coach Nick Saban and quarterback Mac Jones will address the crowd, and the 2020 national championship flag will be raised in the stadium. During the game, both the Heisman Trophy and Maxwell Award will recognize their 2020 winner, Devontae Smith. The Maxwell Award presentation is scheduled for the first quarter break, while the university's copy of the Heisman Trophy will be presented to Smith at halftime. I'll have more in a moment. Following the process of pursuing excellence, Alabama has won 26 SEC championships and 17 national championships. At Dex Imaging, they are working towards excellence as well. If you need a copier and printer company that understands excellence and how to get there, then give Dex Imaging a call. To learn more, go to DexImaging.com. Dex Imaging, the official copier and printer provider of Alabama Athletics. If you missed last night's edition of Hey Coach, you can check it out on our Alabama Insider podcast on all podcast platforms. Softball head coach Pat Patrick Murphy recapped Alabama's series win over previously unbeaten Arkansas. Also, Director of Athletics Greg Byrne gave more details on Saturday's upcoming Golden Flake A-Day game at Bryant-Denny Stadium. And that's your Bama update. Crimson Tide Today brought to you by Dex Imaging. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports Network. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A summer preview this afternoon. The sky partly to mostly sunny. The high 86 degrees. 
for tonight. Clouds gradually increasing with a low at 58. Cooler tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a chance of showers by afternoon. The high 75 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 76 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9. For more coverage of Alabama football, visit us at Tide100.9.com or download the free Tide 100.9 app. Southern Fried Sports, right here on your home for University of Alabama Athletics, Tide 100.9 FM. Travis Ryer, Senior Analyst for BamaOnline.com, with you. And it's that time on Tuesdays when we head to the Peterbrook Chocolatier Studio Line. Check in with our great friend, Brent Beard, College Sports Today and First Coast News. Brent Beard headed this way on Friday for A-Day 2021, along with his twin brother, Brett, recently celebrated some birthdays there so we uh we congratulated brent on that i believe it was a week ago but i know you're fired up brent to get up here and uh get a day hopefully back on track here is it uh took a year off in 2020 right it's great to hear 50 percent attendance uh and now the national championship team will be honored after the game so and look that they do a pretty good job frankly of keeping that within two hours uh, uh, we're on Nick Saban's clock, aren't we, Trav, in a situation like that? So, uh, and, and again, in addition to Alabama, uh, we've got several others. So, big, big SEC weekend this weekend and next weekend for spring games. Yeah, I wanted to go around the SEC because it is such a busy Saturday for spring games. Maybe get a storyline or two from you where each of these spring scrimmages are concerned. And I guess you start with Arkansas, and like a lot of other situations around the SEC, it seems like you're talking about quarterback. And it seemed like the expectation going into spring was that K.J. Jefferson would step in there and succeed Felipe Franks. Uh, but I've seen some quotes and read some things from Sam Pittman in the last couple of weeks. He doesn't seem to be – Entirely thrilled, maybe, with the progression of that position. He does have Traylon Smith at running back. Coming back, that helps. Traylon Burks at wide receiver, that certainly helps. Um, Where do you think that one sits right now at Arkansas? Uh, He's not happy with the accuracy for either quarterback. Frankly, they were, in in their scrimmages, they've been around 50%, uh, which we know in this league, 
a 50% quarterback's not going real far. So, but, but, but again, they're underclassmen, so it's going to take a while uh, for them to get going. I, I still think the line of scrimmage is going to be huge for them. Um, uh, you know, with Pittman, their offensive line eventually is coming around, uh, and uh, a lot's going to depend on that on that defense. Now, you remember that defense last year, and Alabama shredded it at times. But I, but, but I still say, Trav, if they make as much progress uh, from year one to year two as they did from year zero to year one, uh, uh, I, I think you may see some some growing excitement in Fayetteville. Yeah, I got a really nice couple of pieces on the defensive side with Jalen Catalan coming back there at the safety position. One of the best players in the league at his spot had 99 tackles. And so they have some defensive production. And, of course, you liked what Barry Odom was able to do as the first-year coordinator with that Arkansas defense as well. Let's talk some Auburn, Brent, as the Tigers get ready for their first version of A-Day under new head coach Brian Harson, it's hard not to look any other place but the quarterback position, yeah. right? Heading into year three with Bo Nix, he's yet to get over the 60% completion uh, number hump. Uh, he's going to be working with Mike Bobo as a new offense coordinator and also uh, quarterbacks coach. And I, I know they've had a position move of note here yeah. uh, with a tight end, a big tight end going to the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, J.J. Pegues, who they're using a little bit of everywhere, has been moved from tight end to defensive end, uh, which I, I still say Auburn's weakness is their line of scrimmage on both sides. And, and that's one thing that they've got to get taken care of, and Pegues may be able to really help them with that. And I'm curious if you've heard, Travis, about this freshman tight end, Brandon Frazier, mm-hmm. who, is re- who is really doing well. Now, again, that's... A lot of that's according to his teammates, but I understand he's turning some heads. But the thing you mentioned at the beginning, to me, is a key to the whole thing in a trial. I mean, uh, look, uh, Bo's got some talent. I mean, we know that, but can he harness that and keep, number one, from making just pitiful decisions? And also, can he trust his offensive line and his wide receivers? We know he's losing his three best ones. Um, at, at this point, uh, and I think that's what Bobo and Harson are trying to do. He's under center, and he'll still be able to do some bootleg stuff, which he's, I think, pretty good at. Uh, but, but, but look, to, the thing uh, with Bo, as it, and listen, th- this is what made Mac Jones last year so good uh, it, it, beyond his arm was his decision-making ability. And they're spending a lot of time traveling with the Knicks during the spring trying to improve that. Uh, and we, we can say all you want to. You, you, you can throw it through a brick wall, but if you make bad decisions, it doesn't matter, does it? No, it does not. And one of the storylines we probably haven't spent enough time on this spring is Derek Mason stepping in there yeah, as the absolutely. new defensive coordinator at Auburn. Got a couple pieces to work with, I'd say, at the linebacker and uh, secondary levels. Uh, Smoke Monday back at safety. I believe yeah. Zacoby McLean back at linebacker. Owen Papo. Um, but it sounds like a lot to replace still up front, especially when you start seeing guys like Pegues make that move over to defensive tackle. And they had a had a pretty significant injury already there, right? This spring. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and and they've they've still got 
Um, uh, and by the way, they'll be 40%. Alabama's 50%. They'll be 40%. <laughs> For whatever reason, people make a big deal out of that, I'm sure, by Saturday. But uh, but, but at the same time, I think for, for uh, Harson stepping in, uh, and for what we know, what we've heard, uh, I think overall that they've had a pretty decent spring. Let's talk some Georgia because, well, it's Georgia's time of year, right? Yeah, Georgia absolutely. in the spring every year, you can set your watch to the Bulldogs and the national championship hype for another season. Of course, the dogs without a national championship since 1980. Uh, quarterback appears to be in good shape with JT Daniels. The injury situation, though, at wide receiver is certainly concerning looking ahead to the fall. But overall, in terms of just roster, it looks to be Georgia and pretty much everybody else in the East once again. Oh, yeah. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, I mean, they have, uh, I think Carson Beck may be the second string guy the, the the kid from Jacksonville, he's hung in there to his credit, uh, and they say he's coming along. Matter of fact, they had a scrimmage on Saturday uh, and said that he threw a perfect pass for a touchdown, so that caught the coach's eye. I mean, we, we know JT Daniels is uh, number one, which is a lot of the reason for uh, the excitement at this point. Uh, Kendall Milton had a good scrimmage. In the game, so did James Cook. Uh, now, they've got some injuries at running back, uh, but Dejon Edwards is a guy that's caught some attention, too. Uh, Brock Vandergriff has also had a pretty good spring. Uh, also, I know he had some some injuries and surgery, and I think he's doing okay. He's limited in what he can do. But as Travis mentioned, they've just got a, a slew of injuries at, at wide receiver and Kirby has downplayed that at that point. Uh, Jermaine Burton is going to be okay. He hyperextended his knee, and and I think he'll be fine. I mean, George Pinkins, you you can't lose a guy like that. Uh, And and then they've also tried to get back Marcus Rosemary, Jack Saint, who had that awful injury during the Georgia-Florida game. Dominic Blaylock also. Now, Kirch Jackson uh, is playing well uh, also. Uh, he likes what he sees, I think, overall, at, at uh, particularly at linebacker with Kobe Dean and Shannon Tyndale and Quay Walker. But, but, but again, I mean, you touched on it, and, and, I, and I can hear it down here already. And you know that this is a pretty big Georgia town about how they're going to supplant Florida, and, they're, and this is their year to challenge for the national championship, and it's already getting out of hand, Trav, uh, I, I, as you – as you would suspect, I think he's fine with the defense. Obviously, their spring game is this weekend, so uh, the excitement is there. Uh, and again, we, we can't forget they start the season in Charlotte uh, with Clemson, which would be a big task for them. And we'll talk about that as, get, as it gets closer. Uh, but, but, Trav, the thing I go through is uh, it, it's not like Clemson doesn't have any talent. If Clemson wins that game, what's that going to do to the Georgia fan base? Yeah, that's one right out the gate that is going to either validate or blow back against a spring tradition like no other. I'm not talking about the Masters. (laughs) I'm talking about uh, Georgia and uh, national championship aspirations. LSU, another situation 
where once you get past all of the Title IX issues, the NCAA stuff, uh, still a pretty talented football team, you know, as you might expect, given the recruiting rankings year in and year out. And again, quarterback very much in play for the Tigers. It sounds like Miles Brennan or Max Johnson yeah. uh, at this point. Is that what you're gathering out of Baton Rouge at the quarterback spot? Yeah, they're not going to tell us that, but but certainly from what we hear, that that's going to be the case. And and frankly, they're going to have a pretty good quarterback room. T.J. Finley has played a little bit. Also, um, I, I know we um, uh, Eric Gilbert. There's mm-hmm. some ru- there's some rumors that he met with O, uh, and that he might come back. But look, until you see him on the field, uh, I don't think anybody can say anything that that's a done deal. Either I mean they've got to Trav they've got some pretty good running backs don't they I mean this Davis Price kid John Emery if they get those guys healthy I, I think that that would help them now uh, look the thing that's gonna that's gonna help them tremendously is basically that entire defensive line comes back uh, and pretty much the same thing on the offensive line so uh, as far as talent on the field. I think they're fine. It's just this uh, this distraction that keeps going on with this Title IX situation uh, that you almost hear something ugly about that every other day, don't you? Yeah, a couple more lockdown corners uh, with Derek Stingley Jr. Yeah, back, absolutely. Eli Ricks. Uh, I think they've made some changes in the secondary, maybe shifting a corner to safety. and uh, Yeah, they're going to have guys. They always do. And you said it with the Lions of scrimmage. Offensive line was a real problem for them a year ago, but Austin Deculus coming back for kind of a super senior season, uh, at least at the one-tackle spot, helps. Um, And then we'll go from there with the LSU. Let's talk Mississippi State, Brent. Another quarterback situation. I think I appreciate Will Rogers more than maybe even the Mississippi State fan base does. I thought there was a very evident (laughs) – shift upward for not only that offense, but that team in general, once Rodgers became more of the guy last season down the stretch of the season. But sounds like there's still some competition there. And I would say, though, the tone coming from Mike Leach this spring, much, much more positive than it was at just about any point during his first season there in Starkville. I think he likes this team. And, and look, they've had almost a – I won't say total, but but they've had a close uh, roster uh, change, frankly. Uh, So what he said so far has been uh, very positive. Like Travis has said, they've got a freshman, Daniel Greek, uh, that uh, Leach likes. So, I mean, I I think they'll be fine uh, at this point. Scott Lashley, he's been asked about Lashley a little bit and said he's, coming along and, and playing well. So I think like Trav, I think like Ole Miss, not Ole Miss is ahead of Mississippi State. I don't think it, there's any doubt about that, but state will be better. Uh, and look, if he can get, if he can get their offense going in the right direction and they can consistently score some points, uh, at, at state's going to give some teams trouble this year. Yeah. And Zach Arnett, 
as much as anyone a year ago gave that team, it seemed like its best chance to win as the coordinator on the defensive side of the yeah, ball. Yes. No really doubt. impressive job by the young coordinator in year one under Leach. Uh, and certainly the expectation in year two is going to be for that offense to significantly improve. And you said something about Scott Lashley there, the former Alabama offensive tackle who transferred over to state had an injury that kept him out last season. So we'll see. It maybe he can jump into that starting five up front for the bullies. Let's talk some A Day right here in Tuscaloosa, specifically a couple things that you're going to have your eyes on Saturday. The only spring game, by the way, that will actually be televised, uh, ESPN covering A Day for you at noon central on Saturday. So, Brent, uh, everyone loves a quarterback change in terms of intrigue. It seems like Bryce Young has kind of gone out of his way to eliminate a yeah, lot of that intrigue absolutely. as far as potential competitors go. So uh, with that, where are you going to be focused first and foremost when you go inside Bryant-Denny Stadium Saturday? I, I, I mean, I'm really interested to see if his defense is as good as we think it could be. Uh, and and I, I've heard, like you have, uh, that obviously it could be very good. Uh, frankly, I'm, I mean, I want to see what kind of pressure uh, that uh, the linebackers are able to put on the quarterbacks. Now, obviously, the quarterbacks won't get hit, but at the same time, that's going to be fascinating to see. And and I think to me, beyond Bryce Young, uh, it just how's uh, Paul Tyson going to do uh, in, in this situation? We've heard a lot about Jalen Milrow as more of a uh, dual threat. Uh, I, I mean, Cameron Latou. Uh, the tight end is he's been spectacular. It sounds like it, mm-hmm. and with these scrimmages, Rodell Williams. I mean, it's a it's a really full uh, running back group. And, and and look, I know Brian Robinson will uh, will be able to be to be the guy to get the tough yards, and I think he's going to have a really good year. But I, I think what may be really exciting, Trav, is is that there are a lot of these guys. Uh, and, and I know Nick Saban mentioned Rodell uh, Williams uh, about the, um, uh, the some of these guys could go the length of the field uh, pretty much at any moment. Yeah, big playability. Got a nice mix of that. Keelan Robinson, uh, Rodell Williams can do some of that. Kamar Wheaton coming in as the five-star signee for the 2021 cycle. But, you know, I think Jace McClellan, it's a uh, – kind of a big stretch for him because when you look at the running backs currently on campus to me from a size and playmaking ability perspective that combination he probably possesses that more than any back they have right now but as we saw and as Roydell Williams served notice in the most recent scrimmage they're they're deep uh, and they are talented at the running back position. But it is kind of that that situation with a spring game where you're looking for guys to step forward. So I would guess Javon, Javon Baker would fit that mold for you. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Latou. Even from a depth perspective, you want to see guys like Shane Lee Absolutely. going into his third year, show you that he can step in there as the next guy up at Mike if it comes down to it. Is that a lot about what this – type of you know sure. scrimmage spring game is about in your opinion 
Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't think there's any doubt about it. And, and, and it's not just Nick Saban, but a lot of these coaches will say, uh, our number twos have a lot of work to do. Uh, that That's kind of the standard statement. Uh, so, uh, I, I, yes, I'll be very interested to see where that goes. And, and frankly, Trav, that's where Alabama's won uh, the, the, their number of championships uh, is uh, it, it because they have the best roster. And to me, that's a top 50 players. And that's what's made the difference is probably what, Trav, players 30 through 50, uh, to me, is where they won the, these national championships. Yeah, and it may be an opportunity to really see some of these early enrollees that don't play on the football. In other words, they're not skill player related. Tommy Brockermeyer, J.C. Latham yeah. at the tackle spots, even Terrence Ferguson inside at guard, maybe more so with the twos. But depending on Evan Neal's status, for a day could be a, a big day for Tommy Ooh. Brockermeyer and or JC Latham. And uh, that's the, that's one of the real benefits to the fans and media with the early enrollees. You get that, you get that sneak peek at about 14, 15 different guys uh, that previous years, years ago, uh, you didn't get until the start of fall camp. We're talking uh, with Brent yeah. Beard. Go ahead, Brent. Well, the only thing I was going to say, Trav, is is for the guys you mentioned, and don't think there will be some clips of those guys sent to recruits. Uh, old, and they'll have them, <laughs> and they'll have them in their inbox, Trav, by what about six o'clock uh, Saturday night? Which the message there is: these guys are here. They're playing early. You can too. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, even guys like Deontay Lawson, <laughs> Ian Jackson at linebacker, you're going to want to see them. Keanu Coote at outside linebacker. Uh, to Quincy McKinstry at corner. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of young guys to check out on Saturday as well. Hey, Brent, before we get out of here with you, it's been a active week or so, not only for Alabama men's basketball, but just around the league in general, around college basketball in general. When you have over 1,200 players in the transfer portal, it can't help but be active. And then coming up here in the next week or so, we're anticipating the one-time transfer rule. I see where the AAC just this morning announced it's doing away with its uh, intra-conference transfer rule, like the ACC, like the SEC is expected to do as well. Um Another big change coming to college athletics with this one-time transfer rule, and then we're hopeful that the uh, the dead period in recruiting yes. is going to be lifted here in time for June 1, and what that typically means is summer camps and the ability to evaluate on campus for both football and basketball programs. Yeah, well, we need to pay attention real close tomorrow and Thursday. The NCAA council is meeting um, and they're going to be probably either voting on these things, such as the one-time transfer rule. I understand it's probably going to pass, but the issue they're dealing with, Trav, is what is the deadline going to be where they can transfer? And I've heard like July 1, July 15th, that uh, they've got to figure that out. Uh, uh, also, you've got stuff going on with name, image, and likeness. Uh, also, as you mentioned, I think it's a, it, it's a foregone conclusion that uh, the dead period will end and they'll be on the road in, in uh, June 1. But, uh, but, but listen, this, this transfer situation is really helping the SEC. I mean, Xavier Pinson from Missouri going to LSU. Trev, you remember Pinson in Missouri? That kid can play. 
So uh, whoever he's going, he was going to help. Bama's done really well with it. But but the thing that really caught my eye, was, and I think this is really smart, like Bama did with Nate Oates, uh, Arkansas, uh, finalizing a multi-year contract with Eric Musselman to keep him around for a while. Yeah, with all the movement and with changes in the college coaching ranks, you got jobs like Indiana that came open, Arizona, Roy Williams retiring at the University of North Carolina, although that one went kind of according to plan with Hubert Davis being elevated uh, as the next head coach of the Tar Heels. Uh, good time if you got a guy like a muscleman, like a Nate Oates. Sure. Go ahead and get those guys locked down. Well, Brent, I know you're excited to get to Tuscaloosa. You'll have to get your picture taken with that new uh, that new mammoth <laughs> elephant outside yeah. the northwest end zone. So that'll be a good photo op for you really? when you get here over the weekend. Uh, Trav, we'll look forward to it. A lot, a lot to report on uh, with uh, SEC and, frankly, ACC. Uh, Florida State had their spring game this past weekend Miami has theirs uh Alabama fans will be interested in that because uh yes that's who Bama starts the season with in Atlanta be interesting to see that quarterback situation without yeah. De'Eric King at Miami coming up on Saturday so uh Brent safe travels my man always appreciate you here on the program always great stuff with Brent Beard college sports today first coast news and of course Heisman Trophy voter as well thanks brent my pleasure bud look forward to next week take care there he goes brent beard back with more of southern fried sports on a tuesday right after this you own a small business tide 100.9 tuscaloosa weather a summer preview this afternoon the sky partly to mostly sunny the high 86 degrees for tonight clouds gradually increasing with a low at 58 cooler tomorrow mostly cloudy with a chance of showers by afternoon the high 75 degrees i'm james Spann on the abc 3340 weather center on tide 100.9 it's 77 degrees in tuscaloosa the flagship station for alabama crimson tide football alabama touchdown only on tide 100.9 and streaming on the tide 100.9 app edition of Southern Fried Sports right here on Tide 100.9 FM. I'm seen here where D1 softball has named Montana Fouts National Pitcher of the Week. And why not? Two complete game wins and that series victory over first place Arkansas out in Fayetteville last weekend. 14 innings pitched, zero earned runs exceptionally dominant in the series clinching win on Sunday was Montana Fouts watching that on the stream at times it looked like Montana Fouts was just handing the ball to Bailey Hempful 
may as well have been. Exceptional performance for Montana Fouts over the weekend. Hey, if you want to check out some Ole Miss Mississippi State baseball at the New Dude in Starkville this weekend, boy, do we have some ticket deals for you. Was just checking StubHub for the Egg Bowl of baseball. And if you're looking to make that trip, Friday night probably or Sunday, your best options. And even Friday night, you're looking at a cheapest get-in price for Ole Miss Mississippi State hardball at $213.75, $213 before fees. Now, that's before fees. So that's probably going to push you up 200 and a half or so, cheapest get-in for Sunday night or Friday night. But, hey, that's a deal compared to Saturday because the Saturday matchup, on StubHub right now is fetching $379 for the cheapest get in (laughs) college baseball talking college baseball. It just means more in the Southeastern conference That's your cheapest get in. So eh, once you do the fees on that, you're looking at an excess of 400 bucks a ticket for Ole Miss, Mississippi state baseball. You ready to go? I'll drive. If you get the tickets, I'll drive. I'll make the drive. I know it's only an hour and 20 minutes over there, but I got gas. Maybe we'll stop and get some uh, chicken on a stick, something. We'll get some gas station chicken, some of that crispy, crunchy gas station chicken on the ride over, too. Between here and Starkville, I think you go by about like six jacks and $8 generals. It's amazing how that little stretch of 82 You've got that much Dollar General and Jack's action making that trip over. 205-342-9904 is the Peterbrook Chocolatier studio line. Now that I'm hungry, if you'd like to check in with us as we wrap up a Tuesday edition of Southern Pride Sports. We talked about Mel Kuyper and his latest mock. And just to recap for you, Mel does. He, he's caught up in that smoke screen, Jacob Harrison. That smoke screen's got Mel too. Shameful. Because he, too, has Mac Jones, number three overall, to the San Francisco 49ers. He has Devontae Smith, eight overall, to the Carolina Panthers. He then has Jalen Waddle 11, to the New York Giants. Patrick Sertan, 12th overall, to the Philadelphia Eagles. As Jacob celebrated earlier in the program, Najee Harris, number 24 overall to Jacob's Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Then rounding out the first round, the sixth Alabama first round pick, as projected by Mel Kuyper Jr. Christian Barmore to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Man, a lot of depth in terms of potential playmakers. He also has... He has Alabama representation in Carolina with Landon Dickerson in the second round, too. Landon, according to Mel Kuyper, going to go into the late 30s overall before landing 39th to Carolina. So uh, that's seven in the top 40. And I look at this list, and I just see a lot of depth at wide receiver. 
it looks like you're going to be able to go well into the second round, maybe into the third, because I even like a guy like Seth Williams. Brian High product, Auburn. I like Seth Williams. You don't see him in any two-round mocks. I haven't, anyway. I think he's got a chance at the next level. But it is sort of that year for the Waddle type because you got Kadarius Toney also in this draft. Um, Tutu Atwell sort of fits that mold out of Louisville. So there are plenty of those kind of guys. Amari Rogers. You get Amari Rogers, and this makes a lot of sense, according to Mel. Amari Rogers going to the Patriots. I mean, that makes too much sense with Julian Edelman out with the Patriots. Rogers would be perfect, wouldn't he? Now, he's not going to have Tom Brady throwing to him for much of his career if he does go to New England. But that sort of speaks to the depth at wide receiver, and especially those kind of receivers, inside receivers. Mel likes Anthony Schwartz of Auburn in the second round to Joe Gaither's Chicago Bears, 52nd overall. I like Seth Williams better than I like Schwartz. I know the speed differential is very much there. Schwartz much faster. But I like me some Seth Williams. Going to have a hard time getting me out of that mindset. That's going to do it for a Tuesday edition of Southern Fried Sports. The lunch whistle on this Tuesday. Well, do I even need to tell you? Of course I do, because it's Heat Pizza Bar. Downtown Tuscaloosa at Government Plaza. It is a Thai Chicken Tuesday, and that means starting at 6 o'clock this evening, the best pizza in the world, the Thai Chicken Pizza at Heat Pizza Bar, is going to be yours for just 7 bucks. Best deal in pizza anywhere. You're going to find at Heat Pizza Bar. Downtown Tuscaloosa at Government Plaza. Thanks again to Brent Beard for joining us on the program. Thanks to Jacob Harrison for producing the show. Thank you for listening. And until 11 a.m. on Wednesday, have a great rest of your Tuesday, everybody. Thank you.